You know, if I could do it over again, would I probably have ended that sentence earlier? I, I think I would have. What is that? Jed wanting to have ended a sentence earlier than he actually ended it. I can relate, but I forget what sentence he's referring That's to. That's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, know. I know who was that was speaking, and I heard what he said. I didn't you know. know. If I could do it over again, would I probably have ended that sentence earlier? I, I think I would have. <laughs> I mean, that's like the tagline of the show. That's <laughs> think, spectacular. Thinking of a lot of sentences that, uh, that yeah, could be the case. Absolutely. Danny, I've been so excited watching little short bursts of a video from both Cubs camp. Well, now it can be Sox camp, but it's mostly been Cubs camp where the position players have been there because they've been there a lot. Been there like the last three weeks, four weeks, all just kind of hanging out, to, making use of uh, the facility as you can. Yeah. And today was pitchers and catchers and Jed and Carter, but baseball is is in the air. It is happening in the Arizona sun. It is, and it's uh, best shape of their life season. Yes. it's We're so proud of the off season. We're very optimistic. Nobody's lost the game yet. No one's gotten hurt yet. Um one team has a controversy, but most are still controversy-free. Yes. Uh, Sun shines and balloons today. Yeah. So here's Jed Hoyer selling optimism. Let's see if we're buying. I think part of why I was so excited to get here and, 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 and to sort of get going this spring is um, I do love the group of guys we brought in. Um, they've won. Um, they're super hardworking guys. They are very supportive of each other. Um you know, as cliche as it is, it's a lot of good teammates, but I think that when you look at the reputation of the guys we brought in, they're all really good teammates. I expect they'll be supportive of each other. I think they'll help the young guys. And, um, you know, I do think that we have a, a chance to have a really um, a group that really comes together uh, exceptionally well. So I'm excited to, to watch us start that process. Noted analytic Jed Hoyer, who has talked about how he has grown to appreciate the humanity and the chemistry, is excited about this group of people. First and foremost, the people. When you add that in, Danny, to the fact that they're going to play what I think is going to be, at its basic level, a very aesthetically pleasing brand of ball, really good defense. Really good defense, really solid fundamentals. Pitchers who pitch quickly and try for bad contact, trusting their defense. That has a, It has a, a real good chance to be a satisfying early part of, uh, of this Cubs experience this year. Yeah, it should be a high floor situation right good defense up the middle i mean really good defense everywhere yeah i was gonna say who's the weakest defender oh man hosmer is a great first baseman as you know apparently the defensive numbers don't love him as much recently but he was a great defensive first baseman and i certainly didn't watch him every day in san diego but i've seen some things that suggest that Mm -hmm. his glove has, has dipped a little bit but yeah i mean so third base yeah and that'll probably be wisdom yeah, or Morel. Or, or Morel. So not not bad with Morel, mm-hmm. uh, good athlete. So I, it's very good defense. They'll pitch to contact. It's the cynic in me. These sounds like the things that people say when they don't have a lot of talent, when they don't have aces on the pitching staff, when they don't have forty home run guys in the yeah. middle of the lineup. It's like we got. We got good defense. We're gonna we play good fundamentals. Sure. We're, we're good teammates. We're good people. Hey man, they're counting on the likes of Justin Steele and Hayden Wesneski to be their swing and miss pitchers. Yeah. So they need those guys to be the swing and miss guys. They're counting on Bellinger getting back to being himself. They're counting on Seiya Suzuki having a full year. They're counting on 
you know, they're counting on Trey Mancini being a good fit for Wrigley. You know, yeah, they're, they're counting on a lot of things that need to come together to coalesce to make them an over 500 team. But the, the high floor, I think, is absolutely right. Yeah, and so he continues to talk about his level of optimism, Jed Hoyer does, in the face of underwhelming Pakoda and Zips projections with have them in the uh, mid to high 70s. I was listening to him talk about Pakoda and Zips this morning, and I was like, oh, this sounds like our conversation from last week when I told you that I wasn't um, you know, a- applauding the arrival of the analytical tool. But here's Jed talking about it. I mean, listen. Projections are, you know, they're they have uh, their methodologies. I think we've um, we've answered these questions before. Uh, you know, I think there's you know there's definitely years um, you know that uh, the projections haven't haven't liked us or haven't liked us as much as we might. But you know, ultimately, our our job is to prove those wrong. You know, every single year there's going to be um, you know plus or minus ten wins on all the projection systems, and that has to be our goal: is to be a team that's that's you know plus 10 or more and that's what everyone's you know doing here you know working hard to do so um that's the that's the job but ultimately like you know who am i to question someone's methodology you know we have our internal projections there's going to be you know 10 plus projection systems we'll look at um some might like us some might not but it doesn't really matter ultimately it's about you know can we you know beat those projections and then compete for a playoff you know spot all summer so i love that it took him a while but he eventually gets to it doesn't really matter. Of course it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't really matter. Because they, they have I, 10 of them. They have 10 different ones. And, you know, they're going to have 10 different ones, a bunch of different math that other people use, and then their own proprietary math, and then also just kind of how they feel. And in the end, it doesn't matter. My question, though, is what do you think their proprietary projection thinks they're going to be this year? I don't know, but plus or minus 10 wins, which means they might be better or worse from a 10-win perspective, which is a tremendous amount. It's, an, it's a huge number of wins. Sure, but I'm just curious. I'm, I'm curious. That, that's your gray area. I No, of course. But I, I, I'm curious. What, and sometimes teams outperform their their projections by 25 wins. Absolutely. Like, you know, And sometimes they underperform it significantly, of course, sure. for, for outlier examples. But I wonder... What is the what does Ivy say? I don't know. Does, does, does Ivy think they're a seventy-eight win team, and then he's going to project and be like, "Ah, screw you, Pakota. <laughs> screw you, Ivy. Yeah. Screw my own proprietary <laughs> stuff." Yeah. I, I don't think he thinks he built a great team. I don't think that he thinks this no. is a great team. I think he thinks this is an improved team sure. that is still lacking in some key areas. And I think that it's completely on the table that they will sell off pieces again at the trade deadline if they're underwhelming, and it will feel like another year. Of the grow, and it, I know, I know, but it, it's completely on the table. But let me just say, he had me, and it doesn't really matter. Oh, good. I'm that's, glad, I'm glad that mattered That's to where you. he had me. You saw pictures, if you've been watching these videos, right? You've seen Seiya Suzuki. The neck is thick. He's jacked, man. Yeah, he is. I'm a little worried, though. Why? Well, because last time we talked about this and gushed over a player being all jacked up. It was Lucas Giolito. It was Giolito. And it went very poorly. Yeah, it's fair. So I don't want to. I mean, I know yeah. he's not a pitcher. That's a good call breaking by news you. on the score. Nailed. Say Suzuki not a pitcher, but I'm just saying. I see everybody on Cubby Internet gushing over how jacked he looks. I'm like, ah, eh. mm. feels like he's going to pull a hamstring in the first week of the season. Here's here's Jed Hoyer on Saya Suzuki. Um, well, first of all, he looks great. I mean, he worked see? really hard all winter. You know, we were in communication with. Um, with those guys all winter we knew he was working hard but it's fun to to see him in person and and realize that you know he wasn't kidding about uh, coming in you know stronger and um you know he talks so much about 
what he learned from from last year. You know, he talked about with you guys about the you know about hitting fastballs. He talked about wearing down during the season and coming in stronger. And that's the transition we were talking about last year. You know, and I thought last year, um, you know, it was sort of a you know we talked about a three part season. You know, he started off hot, slumped, and got hurt, and then and finished <clears throat> really strong. And I feel like, you know, he. I think he learned from each part of that. I think he learned that I can really compete at this level, um, that um, you know, it, I can translate my Japanese performance here really well, but here are the things I need to do to do that. And you know, it's as, um, some of it's as simple as diet, um, but also you know, you know, working hard during the season, you know, you know, working on hitting different pitches. And I, I think so much, he learned so much from last year, he took it into his work this winter. And hopefully let's keep on improving and, and, and keep on, you know, assimilating better and better. But um, I learned so much sort of talking to those guys over the course of the summer and hearing the things that were affecting him. And uh, I think going forward, if we have similar players, we can do an even better job of, of helping with those things. So, look, I think that if we were to track the draft position in a fantasy draft for all of the Cubs players and figure out at the end of fantasy draft season who was the most overdrafted, who reached, you know, who got reached for the hardest, that guy right there. Say a Suzuki. Oh, man. Because he's looking like that kind of guy. You're like, you know what? Third round outfield flyer on Say a Suzuki when maybe he's a sixth round guy or a seventh round guy. That, that's going to be the guy that Cub fans around the country reach for the most. I don't, and I might be one of them. I was going to say you drafted Darnell Mooney in the third round of a football fantasy draft. <laughs> so, like, I was going to say, can you can you make it the equivalent here? Because I don't I don't play fantasy baseball. What I'm saying is, you're going to reach on Seiya Suzuki. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of smarts. Now there's a lot more comfort. There's uh, I, I like the demeanor. He's, a lot more defined bicep. He's in the best shape of his life. Yeah, I he mean, sure is. here we go. Yeah, I'm not going to be the guy reaching on Cody Bellinger, but I will reach on Seiya Suzuki. All right. That's a big thing because it worked so well for you on, on Darnell Mooney. Thanks we, for bringing that we up. We all know you got a scout side for, for, the, for this sort of thing. Texter uh, says who's going to have more wins this season, Cubs or Sox? We get to actually have some Cubs-Sox bets where it feels like kind of straight up. Oh, God, that's crazy. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. No, of course it shouldn't. where they are in their life cycles. I mean, the Sox are the favorite to have more wins, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Vegas would say so. Yeah, Vegas would say so by four or five wins. You think it's just that, that many? Right. So was it, Vegas? Wasn't it? 76 and a half for the Cubs? Is that right? It ranged 75 and a half to 78 Right. And I half. think FanDuel Zips had 70. I mean, uh, not FanDuel Zips. Uh, uh, Fangraph Zips had 74 for the White Sox in third place. Mm. But it ranged between like 74 and 81 out of the pr- projections that I saw. Fun. <laughs> I think they'll win 90. You think the White Sox win 90? I think they win 90. The Chicago yeah. White Sox. I think they regress to the mean, and guys perform at least closer to how they should perform, and they win 90 games. All right, this this year's version of the Chicago yes. White Sox. This crew, I think, can win 90 This games. group. Yeah. I think that's what he's saying. Wow. I yeah, I don't, I don't know how many times you need me to say it, but I, I think just this that crew many, could win 90. Just the, the amount of times I asked. I just needed it that many times. Wow. Interesting. So I got the Rivers app up here. It's got Cubs. 76 and a half, White Sox, 83 and a half. Mm. So that's White Sox by seven wins. You guys can check my math on that. I'm good, man. Right. I, I like that Yohan Moncada was there in camp today. Day, day one of position players' uh, options to arrive early, and there's Yohan Moncada. Good to see. Along with Andrew Vaughn. Doesn't yeah. he have to be because he's got to go to the World Baseball Classic? Well, there is that. Okay. It's actually the perfect 
vehicle to root for the Sox players without having to root for the White Sox, like all of them in the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> Just everyone have fun. I mean, Team USA is stacked with Sox players. Yeah. TA's there, so that's a fun thing to do. But then once that's done, <laughs> not much fun after it's that. It's going to be a real adjustment for this show to have Tanny just completely angry and checked out on the White Sox and hating them. Well, <laughs> you guys asked during crosstalk, like, what's it going to sound like? Are they going to boo Clevenger? And I worry, just talking to a bunch of my Sox fan friends, those people who would boo will not be in the park. Just not even going to go, huh? Yeah, that's what I worry. That's rough. Hey, okay. Tanny, we can just get to this last one. Carter, um, Carter, Carter gave us a little, a little Hawkins, trade. Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah. Carter Hawkins. made that big trade, at least helped out with that big trade. I was going to say Carter Hawkins, and then for a moment I thought that was um, Dave Matthews' drummer. No, that's Carter Buford. Right. Hey, so, by the way, Dave Matthews tickets. Got a pair today at some point. He sucks, you're but welcome. we have a pair. You're, you're welcome. Client loves that. I just, <laughs> screw Live Nation, man. Oh, my God. They, they really love that. So... Please play the Carter Hawkins sounds. I mean, I think there's, you can look at different buckets of, of spring training players. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that? Different, different. That was the clip. That was it. He got. You just wanted to make me miss sp- Trent Dilfer more. Spring training players. Where do you put him, Carter? I mean, I think there's, you can look at different buckets of, of spring training players. Damn buckets. right. That's buckets. our guy. Buckets. Buckets. Uh, we're going to evaluate the players. We're going to put them in certain value buckets. All right, so is this just like a Mandela effect that we're just noticing people of power saying buckets more often because we experienced it with Dilfer? Maybe we got so excited about Dilfer's buckets because I, I, yeah, I remember bringing it up to him and like, so I'm trying to figure out how to talk about this. He's like, yeah, why don't we do buckets? And we got so excited and he said buckets 14 times in that interview, the first time, something like that. I'd kill to hear him say it one more time. <laughs> yeah, I miss it so much. Uh, now when I hear other people say buckets, I get mad. I get sad. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah. I don't that, want you to have that Pavlovian that, response. That did nothing for me with buckets. Carter Hawkins. I just miss Trent Dilford talking about Justin Fields oh, being the guy so much. I thought it was good, and I was picturing the really big buckets out there at Slow <laughs> Park Yeah, to fit a full spring training player into a bucket? <laughs> a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, like, this bucket has a bunch of players. <laughs> Yosh Kawano still bringing those out for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is a weird drill. Just trust me on it. You guys get in that bucket. You guys get in the other one. Some fun Justin Fields audio coming up at 5 o'clock. We're back well before that, maybe to give you away some Dave Matthews tickets. Parkinson Spiegel on the